0: Welcome to the show, episode 340 of the Boys of Tech, New Zealand's longest-running tech podcast. This episode is for the week commencing Monday the 20th of July 2015. My name is Edwin Herman, and the guy on the other end of this uh, Skype call should be Ben Sonko.
1: No, it's not our way to this,
0: <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad because, I mean, I, I could have had a, a random person there.
1: That could have gone either way, though. You never
0: know. <laughs> Actually, there was a, this reminds me of a, a clip. Um, I, I think it, must, it was on a TV station, I, I forget where, and they had brought this guy in to speak about a particular subject. Anyway, they, they you know, this guy comes through the, the door, they usher him in, and they usher him into the studio, and, and he tries answering the questions. He's he's not the right guy. He's some other guy that was there for some other reason. <laughs> Before he knew, he got ushered into a studio to answer some questions.
1: And he just kept trying to answer them. Yeah, he
0: did. Uh, I'll, I'll try and find the clip. And if I find it, I'll put it in the show notes because uh, it, it is kind of a funny little clip. So just for a bit of lightheartedness. Anyway, uh, we'll kick off with the show, starting with Neil Young. Neil Young has come out with a statement saying that he's going to basically pull his music from streaming services and the reason is the quality not of his music but of the streaming services <laughs> is terrible
1: i mean i can understand where he's coming from
0: um. but it's been this way so this long we've been selling mp3s and uh, aac files yes there is a little bit less quality than cd uncompressed but it, it, surely he's just getting up getting on his high horse
1: I mean, to a degree, but he he does it. he is actually passionate about his art, and, um, and I mean, there is quite a difference between like a, you know a good quality FLAC file and a 128 you know, kilobit MP3 file. It depends the the size of the encoding as well. Yeah, I, you're right. People are pretty used to them, but at the same time, I mean, he wants he wants his music to sound as good as possible. You can understand that.
0: Yeah, he wants he's passionate about his pono Play. He wants that to sell as well as possible. That's what I think too.
1: You're the cynical one in this case. That's
0: bizarre. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, I, I look, I. He's not I, I Taylor guess,
1: Swift. Put it that way. Like he's he's someone that has integrity. He he can have this position, and it makes sense. Like,
0: yeah. I I guess what I'm saying is that sure, you can have that opinion. You can you can have the opinion of, I I think the streaming music services are. are are not good enough quality, they you know, it's too compressed, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. However, isn't the solution to that, or the response, I should say, isn't the response to that, here's the Pono Play, here's my streaming service, it's way better, rather than, oh, and I'm going to pull it from, you know, if people want to buy his, well, listen to his music on a streaming service, wouldn't he be doing his fans a disservice by pulling that content?
1: Well, no, he's arguing that it's better to either not listen to it at all um, or, you know, only listen to it on good quality. And if the alternative is that they listen to it on bad quality, he doesn't want that alternative. Um, and the fact that he has got an alternative is good. He's not just pulling it off and going, you know, screw you guys, I'm going home. He's, he's at least giving the alternative. He's saying, this isn't high enough quality, this one is, use
0: this one. Well, he shouldn't have released anything on vinyl or cassette tape then. He
1: should have waited. He, he might not have had any choice, um, you know. Maybe he didn't have the rights to some stuff that he or control that he has now.
0: Um, I suppose you have a point. He has choice now. There are some un, you know, higher quality audio options out there, but I don't know.
1: I, and what about? I mean, what about the flip side? Say this move does actually cause a change, and people start thinking about this, and it does bring about the change from MP3 to FLAC and. To a better quality music, then what would we be saying then? Would be saying that he was he made a difference.
0: Well, you know what I'm going to do then. I'm going to get on the same high horse as well. I'm going to convert his music to 48k MP3 and listen to it like that, like a telephone. How's that?
1: You can. It's your it's your choice. It's not stopping <laughs> you from doing that. Well, I mean, it's like people that watch a movie on their phone. Like it's just crazy, and if you were a director or a, an actor in that movie, and someone told you that, it must just destroy you. Yeah, you're right.
0: You wouldn't want. Especially to... if they said,
1: "Oh, it wasn't very good." So, <laughs> it's like, what are you on about?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I guess what I would say though is, with anything, whether it's a a movie on a phone or a a, a song on a streaming service, if you're going to say something's not very good, you, you you ought to be saying it with respect to the medium in other words i don't like neil young's music but i like i don't know acdc's music and i'm listening to them both on a streaming service now that's a fair comment what isn't a fair comment of course and i accept this is i don't like neil young's music on the streaming service but i really like the sound of acdc when it's uncompressed that that doesn't make sense so i don't know why i got into this what what am i saying
1: <laughs> i'm trying to figure that out as well <laughs> I'm like, what? did I What happened?
0: <laughs> I think what I'm trying to say is, is, is respond, is respond to your comment about you know if someone watched a, a movie on their phone and said, oh, it's not very good. Well, I mean, it, it, what's not very good? You, you you know if yeah yeah I, I think I think.
1: Your last, but you, you you brought me back, and I can understand what you're trying to say. You need to compare apples and apples. You shouldn't be you shouldn't be comparing the quality of the delivery mechanism with the quality mm. of the product. Mm. Yeah, but you, should you know, compare I, those I, two independently.
0: I, I guess just back to the to to what Neil Young's doing. I, I just think he, he, personally, I just think he's getting on his high horse. I I don't disagree with him with the fact that yes, it sounds. Well, depend depends on the quality, of course. But let's take a hundred and twenty-eight bit MP three. Yes, things will sound a lot better if it was at a higher rate or even uncompressed. I agree with that, but I just think pulling his music is just a, such a a stupid move, in in my opinion.
1: Oh, I don't think. I mean, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I don't think it's stupid. Um, I think you're taking it a little bit too far.
0: Well, am I? Maybe. Let's. Uh, if you're listening to this and you have an opinion, leave us some comments at boysoftech dot com under episode three forty. Moving on then to another story I saw about the Library of Congress, the US.
1: So, so maybe if they've got an opinion on this, they could tweet us on our Twitter account. Do you want me to say that? Well, it's a good segue, isn't it? <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I see where you're going. I see where you're going with this. Thank you. Yeah. Well, well done, Ben. Yeah. Uh, the US Library of Congress, back in 2010, announced that it's going to archive every single tweet. Now, back then, Twitter was it was growing. It was growing pretty fast, but it was still a lot smaller than it is today. And now, the story, the story here is that now the US Library of Congress is having trouble keeping up. Are we surprised? No, not really. I mean, it would take, to search, what they've already archived would take 24 hours to, to bring back your search results. How useful. Surely, thought, you, know, surely how,
1: you could improve on that, though. Well, you've got to wonder. How good's your indexing?
0: But, you know, it's also the sheer volume. I mean, we're talking $21 billion tweets and don't forget it's not just 21 billion times 140, 140 characters in fact there's uh, a lot more metadata than there is data
1: yeah that's the bit that mm. is a bit more interesting isn't it mm.
0: but even so that <laughs> it's great twitter's grown so fast there's so many more uh the, the rate of tweeting is so much higher uh they're having keeping having trouble keeping up and you know i know i know it's hindsight but i just feel like saying hello we didn't see this coming
1: Plus also like 20,990,000,000 of those tweets could just be discarded straight away. (laughs) (laughs) They have no value whatsoever.
0: Well, it it depends who you are and what you're looking for.
1: Yeah, I guess if you're a 14-year-old girl growing up in in Hamilton, then it's really important. But (laughs) yeah, for everyone else, not so much.
0: Yes, there is a lot of uh, noise on there. But mm, yeah, there's there's some good stuff. What I I really like about Twitter is if there's some breaking news like an earthquake happening or a major event somewhere i find that twitter is the place for updates because you get people who are there who are nearby or who have heard something firsthand or even secondhand as opposed to 10, 10 or 12th hand, uh, and and they're tweeting about it
1: i am finding that i um, i'm notified when people die via twitter
0: oh that's a bit morbid
1: yeah, like um, actors or directors, famous people. basically. Oh, okay, um, yeah,
0: I, right.
1: <laughs> not like family members. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be a little bit uh, upsetting. But um, no, like famous people. Yeah, that's how you. That's, that's how I tend how you to find, find out. out. Yeah. So, Christopher Lee, not recently. Uh, you know, it was just because of comments on Twitter, and I was like, oh, okay, wow.
0: Yeah, it, it is. I mean, that's kind of this. You know, in a similar vein. You know, when people when. Famous people die when they pass away. There's often a a huge wave on Twitter fairly early on. And and it's good for that. I kind of like that.
1: Uh, Yeah, I agree. It is good for that.
0: But uh, not much else. <laughs>
1: no. Um, although people are using it for news now, as a almost like an indexing service. So, if you if there's people whose opinions you sort of trust or like, you jump on their Twitter feed and they start posting links to news articles, and it's quite a good news aggregator.
0: Actually, that's a, a very good a very good use of Twitter. Hmm. hmm. You
1: just have to wade through, you know, some of the
0: noise, and oh, there'll always be uh, noise, right? Yeah, and depending
1: on how, like people follow, there's people that follow hundreds or thousands of people. I don't really understand how. Like I I follow maybe, maybe 20 and I can sort of keep up with it because I'll read it once or twice a day and and that's enough. But if you were following hundreds of people, there's the chance of actually reading the tweets would be.
0: Yeah, I think, I think we've had a conversation about this on the show before, but I I think the people who follow. Hundreds or even thousands of people. I don't think that they're, they're, they're wanting to read everything. It's just they duck in and out when they feel like it. Duck and see what's happening. Sort of. It's all about the now. Oh yeah. yes, this is what this person saying. This is what the other person's saying. Then they duck out again, and it might be for twelve or twenty four hours, and then they're back later. And what's happened between? They don't care. It's about the now.
1: I think, and, and are people start this because what you really want is sort of as would be almost channels. You'd want to, uh, you know, maybe these are the five five people who are going to post things that i'm really interested in i want to see that no matter what here's 20 people that you know less give me it if it's not going to overload my thing over my, my stream or whatever and then here's another 100 people and if i'm feeling like junk i'll jump into that something like that would be
0: quite yeah good. kind of or, yeah rate almost rate limiting your feed based on, yeah. on group membership and i feel
1: like maybe TweetDeck or someone has done something like that but or some third party.
0: Yeah, well, that's the true. thing. Remember, tw- Twitter is a platform as, as well as an app, but it, it really is a platform, and all that can be implemented in any client you want to dream up. So, I mean, Twitter itself would be nice if they did it, but for, you know, for their app. But you know, I guess you know their app doesn't have as many features as some of the third-party apps. Uh, you know, they really are a platform. Mm. all right what else have we got some new technology here something on kickstarter a way of keeping your phone charged in an emergency where there's no power this one uh, by a candle effectively this seems awesome Mm.
1: so i do wonder how much how much charge can it actually produce
0: Yeah, I haven't seen... Have they released figures? Because I don't think they... Have they claimed... I haven't
1: haven't seen anything.
0: Nor have I. But it sounds cool. It it uses the thermoelectric effect, which is where certain conductors, uh, when there's a difference in temperature at at different ends of the the material, it causes a flow of electrons, i.e. a current. And you can tap into that, charge your phone, run whatever it is you need to run. This kind of brings me back to, I think, probably second year of physics at university. I remember doing things like this, experiments like that. Charging cell phones? Oh, No, uh, no not charging cell phones, but looking at the thermoelectric effect. Not to put into, into practice, but just uh, the physics of it.
1: They say 2.5 watts of power it's producing. One candle... Once I think once six hour burn will so maybe a three hour burn will charge an iPhone. I think is what they're saying.
0: A three hour burn. Okay, right. So that seems pretty impressive.
1: Or yeah, if it can produce a constant like a constant charge that'll charge an iPhone in three hours, that's that's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, because the iPhone. I think, you know, with average usage lasts about a day, like a lot of smartphones. So you're looking at a, a 4 uh, a four to 1 ratio there. You know, so in other words, 25% of your time. Oh, sorry, three hours. Sorry, that's an eighth. I can't, I, I yeah. That doesn't bring me back to second year maths, for example.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: no. Um, anyway, yeah, so you've got an 8 to 1 ratio there. So three hours out of your 24 is charging. That's That's pretty good. Hmm. Yeah, so for every hour you charge, you get eight out of it, roughly, on average.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, based on a lot of assumptions, yeah.
0: Yep. <laughs> you you <laughs> do need water as well, though. This is the other thing. So in an emergency, often water is kind of precious, and you'd rather drink it than than use it to charge, you know, to put it on this device.
1: You might be able to use other liquids.
0: Yeah, I'm not quite sure the uh, exactly... The makeup of this thing, I haven't looked at the detail, but yeah, maybe, maybe there are other liquids you can use.
1: You may not want to, but you probably could.
0: Just add water. Yeah. Interesting. Kind of cool. Uh, it's on Kickstarter and they've raised uh, almost $20,000. They're looking for 30000 and there's a, over a month to go. So I, th- looks, I think they're going to get it.
1: Yeah, it's it's looking pretty good. Mm. It's a pretty cool thing.
0: I think it's a cool idea. It's it's, simple, it, it's not revolutionary. The physics, if you like, behind it has been known for, for decades and decades. But it's a nice practical use of it. I like it. It's a nice application of it.
1: Mm. Yeah. Kind they of a, should, kind of think they should add a battery storage to it. Um.
0: Oh yeah, that would I've be. I've got, oh, got you-
1: a little battery pack, um, little USB battery pack, and that's awesome. So if they added that to it, you'd be you'd be utilizing all of the power it's producing, as opposed yeah. to just when a phone's connected.
0: Yeah, that is that would be maybe version two. I, mm. I kind of wish I'd thought of that. <laughs> I could make a lot of money. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. That's that. What else have we got? A couple of Mac stories for the Mac people out there. OS X El Capitan. Public beta is out now. Uh, We're running it here in the studio. In fact, we're recording this over El Capitan.
1: So it's... it's, Well, that's not 100% accurate.
0: Well, and Linux at the other end. Yeah. Okay, half of us. <laughs> recording on Capitan. Anyway, uh the it seems pretty stable. Uh now, it's there's a few things I've noticed which I'll point out for the Mac people wanting to try this. It is not happy with a number of uh, software titles such as VMware Fusion. So if you've got VMware on your Mac and you want to retain the ability to use VMware Fusion, don't upgrade yet. Uh and there was something else as well. What was the other one? Um and kept quitting on me. I forget now. I had two two things to to mention that it wasn't happy with the the built-in the standard apps like you know, I the Apple supplied apps all work of course. Uh, Did hope so. Yeah. Microsoft Office works. By the way, I should point out. Which one? Two thousand and ten. Uh, two thousand eleven. Oh. Yeah, uh, Office two thousand eleven works fine, and Microsoft RDP works, and. What was the other one that didn't? I forget now. Oh, what a waste.
1: The audio one wasn't working, was it?
0: No, and it's still not working, but it is kind of specialist software, so it's probably a very small segment of of our listeners. But uh, I thought I mentioned the VMware thing because uh, that's kind of a biggie. There's quite a lot in the forums about that as well. Not a lot different. The one feature I really do like, though, Ben, is... If you lose your cursor or if you've turned on your machine for the first time and logged in and and you can't find your cursor, as you know, you you sort of wiggle it around the screen. Uh, That's the usual way of locating it. Well, with the uh, Mac, when it detects that you're doing that, if you're shaking or wiggling the mouse, your cursor expands huge so you can see it and then shrinks back to normal size. Kind of nice. Gimmicky, but useful. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, what else have we got? The last story is also a Mac one, and we we almost uh, <laughs> segued into that before when you mentioned Office. Office 2016 has been unveiled. Microsoft has announced it. It wants to send a message that it hasn't forgotten Mac users, even though it's been it will have been five years since the the release of the last version of Office. Uh, and of course, uh, in a statement, Microsoft reminds users that. Office came to iOS first before the Windows platform for the, for the mobile app.
1: So what's that supposed to mean?
0: It's supposed to mean that Microsoft wants to let Mac users know it still cares about them.
1: Well, wouldn't they do that by releasing a product more often than five years? <laughs> yeah, they could have done that. As opposed to just using them as a testing ground for an upgrade, for a rethink?
0: Yeah, they could have done.
1: Maybe, maybe the Mac users aren't going to take Microsoft for face value.
0: I'm quite, you know i <laughs> I'm quite happy with Microsoft Office. It's it's by no means perfect, but it's really good. I like it. It's a reasonably well designed software package for the Mac and the PC, for that matter.
1: Yeah, I mean, it works fine on a PC, but don't know how to use it on a Mac.
0: Well, I don't know. I think,
1: yeah, I don't know. I guess there aren't that many alternatives. But I mean, both OpenOffice and LibreOffice are fine.
0: I wonder how many people use that who aren't on Linux.
1: Well, probably not a lot. OpenOffice, maybe. It's a little bit wider. Um,
0: but even so, I guess the the formats are supposedly interchangeable, aren't they? They can read and save as Microsoft and... They can uh, certainly
1: read. I don't know how well they save.
0: Oh, Okay. So do you ever have to share documents between Linux and and the Windows environment for work?
1: I mean, it hasn't been an issue. We've only got a couple of people using Linux at work for their day-to-day computing. Everyone has access to a, a Windows VM or a Windows environment of some kind. Due to the nature of my role, I can't really use Linux as my desktop computer just because I just can't. Because you're supporting too, Windows as well, right? I'm supporting, yeah, that's the majority of the stuff. And there's just too many things that I need to be after. to um do directly so i've got a I got another Linux box that I run everything through but I, you know you just need terminal access to that to do most stuff but at home it's all it's all Linux I've never had I mean I don't share a lot of documents between work and home and at work I mean you know we're t- if depending on what it is you know if if someone needs to see something it's all PDFs I mean why wouldn't you go to a PDF
0: so if someone sends uh, you the a an excel document of I, I don't know what but someone sent you an Excel document. Would I guess? Would you just open it on your on a window on your Windows machine? That's my day to day computer. That's so, yeah. right, okay. Uh, so, what about the people uh, who do run Linux as their main machine? If someone sends, or if you were to send them, or someone else were to send them an Excel document, what do they do? Do they open it with Open Office or LibreOffice?
1: Well, I. I it depends what they what they use. I mean, they've all had Windows PCs and then they've gone to Linux, so their Windows PC had an Office license, so they've probably installed Office in a virtual machine, so they've got access to that. Otherwise, there's other there's other machines they can connect to in the Office that have you know Microsoft Office on it that they could use.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, or try and open it in Libra. It hasn't really come up. It's not mm, a problem. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm certainly looking forward to the Office 2016. I'm I'm definitely going to get it for for my Mac. I really like it. I think it's one of a number of things that Microsoft does particularly well.
1: Yeah, Um, that is one of the things that they're better at.
0: mm. So on that positive note, I think we'll end the show there. That was episode 340. And Ben, I want to thank you very much for co-hosting. No problem.
1: I just want to make it clear that I'm not a fan of Microsoft, just so that we end on a good, positive note.
0: Ben, <laughs> oh, you had to get that in there, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I did. I really did. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. See you again next week. Till then, have a good one. Goodbye. Can you, can you, you got that yawn in there? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>